good football fans welcome back to the fourth and a mile podcast alongside my good friends brady bradley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in so this is the last pod that we are recording on before the draft that is this thursday where we are recording on sunday april 24th which means one thing or you could say two things it is our <laughs> very own brady and bradley's birthday today happy birthday guys how was your weekend thank you it was a really thank good weekend you. um i would love to just throw like a birthday party on the podcast for an hour but it is draft week we have an absolute packed show we're going through our full list of mile men for every single position we're doing bold predictions and we are doing i guess what would you guys call it a, a dual mock draft or like a 2v2 mock draft 2v2 so Jeremy and I are teaming up to take on Bradley and Josh in a um, mock draft. So it's mock mania. Brady, team mock mania is us being smarter than Bradley and Josh. That's what I yeah, would call it. I, I would call it a one versus 16 seed, something like that. Where we're <laughs> definitely seed, so you guys are Virginia and we're the pups. <laughs> you I, don't remember what, I don't remember what their name was. UMBC. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> we don't have any NFL. No- Actually, we do have NFL notable Debo Samuel. Debo, I guess I guess we'll just ask: Is he getting traded? or Is he not getting traded by Thursday? No way. I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna plead the Fifth Amendment. We'll we'll talk about that bull prediction wise. Oh, oh, oh! We are okay. Well, we, are, <laughs> we are not talking about. Debo Stay right tuned now. for more. I'm with it. I'm <laughs> with it. You have to keep listening. Can't stop now. <laughs> that is right. Let's let's go to Mileman. So we're. We've already talked about four of these, but we're just going to go through the full list. Maybe give just a little bit of information on each of the players. We're going to have the guys who studied the position. So I'm starting for quarterback. Um, Give just a little bit of information on him. Now, starting at quarterback, I'm not going to give too much because we talked about him for a good 20 minutes last episode. (laughs) Our mile man for the quarterback position is Desmond Ritter. Um, Can you say Ritter? I'm not saying The Riddler. (laughs) He's my QB1. Um, I just, I think there's continued improvement that you've seen from his game. There's accuracy concerns and throwing motion concerns, but I feel like those two are correctable. And we've seen that correction in quarterbacks coming into the league. It's a little bit different, but, um, I think it's something he can prove on. Yeah. Good stuff, Freddie. Before like, we go on with the rest of our positions, just kind of reminding everyone what the mile men is. This isn't who we think is the best at their position. It's more of a, a guy that us as a podcast is that we're higher on than the consensus experts. So mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter is Brady's quarterback one, but that's not going to be the case for all of our positions. It's more of just a guy that we think is collectively a little underrated as a podcast. Yep. That's a, that's a great clarification. And I guess I'll spoil it. I think Desmond Ritter is the only one that would be like our consensus number one, pl- or at least my number one player for sure. So that's that's a really good clarification. Jeremy, move to the running back position. Talk to about talk about the player we have here because we've talked about him a little bit. Yeah, Kyron Williams, um, running back out of Notre Dame. We uh, if you can go back a couple weeks ago and listen to our um, our episode that we kind of break down the running back position. But that day we talked about Kyron a lot. Outside of that, we haven't really talked about the running back position. Um, he's a guy that has been knocked uh, recently, especially from his his measurables. Um, but for us, you know, we just decided we, we'll stick with the tape. Uh, he looks a lot more explosive than, than his numbers say. 
And he kind of is a do it all type of guy. Like he'll, he'll be fine in the, in the uh, pass catching game. He's a really, really, in my opinion, underrated blocker. I think he's one of the best in the class at it. Um, and he's just very multifaceted. And I, I don't think he's somebody that should be knocked um, because of those numbers. I think you, you use them as a guide and I think you use them to project a little bit, but at the end of the day, like, I think you do have to stick with some of the tape and, and he shows a lot. Um, I know one, one guy that I um, comp him to, and again, don't hear what we're not saying. I'm not saying that's exactly who he's going to be like, but um, and I know Bradley agrees with me on this, but we just see some Austin Eckler in him, um, some ability to kind of do everything. So that is Kyron Williams. I'm putting that on a poster. <laughs> and Dying that leads us. <laughs> that leads us to the wide receiver, Christian Watson, which was uh, my position. So we've talked about him a decent amount. So the, the thing with him is just a long athletic frame. Um, he averaged 13.3 yards per catch in each of his four seasons at NDSU. So that's kind of a double-edged sword that it's great that that's very high, but him needing to stay four years at NDSU in order to get the draft capital necessary to, you know, get selected high enough to be worth his time is not great, but he has a lot of things that are going to translate to the NFL really well with like a lot of things that are in vogue now where like, um, you know, jet screens, you know, bubble passes, things that are kind of more that used to be thought as more gadgety is more, kind of being more into the repertoire of what wide receivers are bringing to the table nowadays. Um, so just kind of an athletic dude, which brings us to our tight end, which is also Hold on. let's uh, question on Christian Watson, two of them. Do you guys think he goes in the first round? I, I released my final mock and I had him in the first round of the Kansas city. Do you guys think he goes in the first round? I'd be I personally don't. I, I don't either. Okay. Do you, would you say he is the biggest wild card at the wide receiver position? I think he's number two. I'd say George Pickens is number yep. one. He's my number one. I would say Christian Watson, just because in a run based offense, FCS team, or is it yeah, FCS team? Um, so I, I think he's number two from the wide receiver position as far as like a wild card. A team that's drafting Christian Watson is not drafting him for what he was in college. It's they're drafting him based on the traits that he has and based on his production in the senior bowl. Yeah. Six, four. And then he's like a little bit around two ten. Like that's something that you can absolutely build around. He's just shy of 23. So um, he's got some work to do with filling out that frame potentially, but um, that leads us to Jelani woods um, tight end. Um, So he's large and athletic. That's gets kind of a similar dynamic with uh, Watson and Woods is that they're kind of traitsy guys, not necessarily production wise. Um, You know, he can work the deep end of the field and break some tackles. And um, just really, that's kind of the big thing with him is that it took him uh, a long time again to kind of reach this point where he's going to come out and try to be a a contributor at the NFL level. And like Bradley was saying with Christian Watson, um, you're drafting a guy in Jelani Woods, not necessarily for what he did, which it was good. Don't get me wrong, but you're kind of projecting a little bit more about, okay, this guy's very athletic. This guy's very big. I think we can mold that piece of clay into something that we can really use into our offense, maybe a year or two down the line. Uh, so that's uh, Jelani Woods. Do you have anything to add with any, cause I know that's a big guy that we've been kind of pounding the table for. Tight end one for me. I, I love I the upside, I th- which I think that's very bold. I, I don't think that's very common to have that. So that's, that's why that's part of the reason why he's our uh, mild man. Yeah. I was one of, I, I I'll pound the table for him. I just, I think in a class that doesn't necessarily have like the, like a, the Kyle Pitts or like somebody who is like a first round graded tight end, 
I'm fine taking the upside here on Jelani Woods. And the thing that I surprised a lot of people is like, he's a really good run blocker with because of his size. And then he's like, okay, his RAS score just means, okay, there's, there's untapped potential in the receiving game too. So I just, I think it's, it, the upside's crazy. Yeah. The upside honestly is like completely untapped. He hasn't been playing the position long. Um, but we'll move to uh interior offensive line. Um, so for me, I have uh, Darian Kennard. Uh, he's somebody who, you know, you might not totally know his name. Uh, he, he has a decent amount of versatility. He played tackle mostly um, in college and, I would say projects better at a guard, but I, I just think he, like I just said, he provides so much versatility, uh, pass blocking and run blocking. He was one of the higher, higher graded um, tackles in the SEC at 91.9, uh, according to PFF. And, you know, his, his run blocking was at 91.8. His pass blocking was at 87.8. I mean, this is a guy that I think is a top five interior offensive lineman, in my opinion. And because of his versatility, you know, you slot him in at guard and, you know, maybe somebody gets hurt and, and maybe that's where he is, but you could slide him over to tackle if need be or slide him back to guard. I just think because he can kind of play wherever on the line, uh, that is a very coveted uh, skill. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. The best best ability is availability, and that's not necessarily availability in health, but we're talking just availability to, to fill whatever need you have. Um, so our guy is uh, Darian Kennard. I know we're across the board uh, higher than most. We like yeah, the versatility there. Yeah, he's going to make a team happy uh, in the probably second, third, maybe fourth round, uh, just depending on on where teams fall in love with him. Uh, switching to offense tackle, my hog mollies. I went Bernard, or we went Bernard Ryman uh, out of Central Michigan, and he took a different path than most offense tackles coming from tight end. And I just love that path. Obviously, it worked out well for the Vikings with uh, Brian O'Neill, but also a guy like Joe Staley has done the same path. And when you look at what he struggles with, he struggles against anchoring against power rushers. But that feeds into what we think he needs to work on. We need to think that he needs to gain that 30, maybe 40 pounds uh, coming into the NFL. And, and then maybe he corrects that. So as far as a collective group, we I think we're higher than most on Bernard Ryman. And I think later in the first round is a real possibility for him. Yeah. What do you think is ceiling like 25, 26 for? Yeah, I, th- I think around that area, it just, I think it really, Dallas. I think Maybe it really depends. I think it really depends on how early the other tackles go. If a guy like Trevor Penning falls, they might take a chance on Penning, even though I have Ryman one spot ahead Penning. Right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move to the actual hog mollies. The interior no, defense. No, 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 no. This is a position I feel like we haven't talked about a lot. So I'm really excited to introduce this guy um, on our group, the mile men, um, Travis Jones, the interior defense alignment from UConn. I had him in my mock draft going in the first round. I think he's a first round talent. Um, and it's just, it's, it's kind of interesting because of he, he comes from UConn, probably not the biggest name in the world, but he is a, he is a nose tackle that can rush the passer and stop the run. The athletic is is actually pretty good when you look at some of the scores he had at the combine. Like you look at percent percentiles and and where he was at and some of that. So like his arm length, his weight, and all that stuff. It's it, it meets all the thresholds. So it's like okay, why why would he not be a first round player? So it's like okay, he's a little bit too high when he rushes the passer or when he's when he's in um, the nose tackle position. Um, and then he lacks a little bit of a, a get off or like an explosiveness from like a a nose tackle perspective, but I. I think so. Speaking from like a, a Titans perspective where I had him mocked, 
you put him next to Jeffrey Simmons with the two outside Bud Dupree and the guy they just re-signed. Harold Landry. Harold Landry. That'll get it done. That makes Zach Cunningham a little bit better in the the back end too. So um, I think one other note why I, I almost like him a little bit more than uh, Devontae Wyatt. He's 22 and a half years old. And so he's going to be 23 at the start of the year. Devontae Wyatt's already over 24 right now. He's a little bit wild. Yeah. We might as well start a social security because he's 24 years old. (laughs) AARP AARP cards in the mail. Jeepers. We're going to knock a guy for being 24 years old. Another, another knock that I've been hearing too. I've heard, I've heard there's a little bit of off the field issues with Devontae Wyatt. I don't know. I'm not breaking any news and I don't know what the details are, but I've heard from things that I listen to that, there has been some off the field stuff, which I, I don't know what it means, honestly, but right. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a fair argument, but I think being 24 years old should not be a knock on Devontae Wyatt. 24 year old rookie's a little old. It is old. It is old, but yeah. Anyway, let's go that's to our why, edge. That's why Jermaine Johnson's off our list. Yeah. Edge. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go with my Jay Sanders. Like we talked about in our, when we broke down the edge class, just has really good instincts. He's a little undersized and went through a little bit of a sickness, but he seems like he's put that weight back on. Really, really good production. Kind of got overshadowed by how good Sauce was for the Bearcats. But this guy's a really good player, and I think he's going to make a team very, very happy. And I've seen mocks where he's in the third, maybe fourth round. And in my opinion, he's a he's an early second-round pick. I think that's fair. I've been seeing him mocked in the third round. And if somebody takes him in the third round, I think the value is completely there. Oh, my gosh. That would be fantastic, I think. Yep. Um, the next position we'll move to is a linebacker. Um, and I think uh, before you give your guy, I think out of all the positions where we sat there and we kind of went through players, I think this is the one where we had the most like, Hey, no, we should go with this and we should go with that. And it's not necessarily that it's a a difficult position. There's just a lot of really good players. Very good class. And I think after you get past, you know, Devin Lloyd and you get past Nicobe Dean, basically at that point, it's, you're you're really picking your preference like you because all these guys are so similar on film and um they all have maybe one strength that's a little bit better than someone else's strength like it's just so close and um some of them are a little bit better in coverage others are a little bit better in 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 the run um and and bradley's right like this is probably the one we probably went the most back and forth between trying to pick this person or, or that person but since i uh, had the linebackers, you know, um, I had to go with, had to go with the Badger um, in Leo Chanel. And, you know, for me, he's, he's right around linebacker three. I mean, and Chad Moon was really close um, there, but he's not a guy that in terms of your agilities or stuff like that was like the, the top of the class or, you know, whatever, but he, he's a really good athlete. His, he could bench press for days. Um, as I made mention to many times when Josh has slighted him he could come over there and bench <laughs> literally 30 times um but his his film speaks for itself i think he's a guy that is just super super solid at just about everything and i think like that's has i, I don't want to say become a knock but because he isn't super flashy isn't like like all world at one thing it it, it becomes you know second nature because it's like you're watching somebody who just is in the right spots all of the time doing the right things, a very smart football player. I mean, his run grade, and this is PFF, 
I mean, his run defensive grade was 94.1 when Micah Parsons was his last year was 94.8. So, I mean, like you're, you're talking about a very, very, very good football player. And, and I think like, he's going to make a team really happy. And I, I, I don't see him, you know, being snagged right away. I don't even know if he'll be the third linebacker, but uh, I I think wherever he goes, he's going to end up as a, a really good value. I'd be surprised if he was the second or the third linebacker taken. I think between uh, Muma and the other guy from Quay Walker. Georgia, Quay Walker. Quay Walker, yeah. Yeah, but I think he's definitely a day two, I would say even a second round pick. I think so too. Okay. Let's let's talk about the corner position. <laughs> we could we could talk the next 50 minutes about this player and I'd be happy about it. Um, Tariq Woolen is our cornerback, uh uh-huh. 6'4, 205. He ran a four, I, I can't remember what it was, four, three something, 40. What was it? I'm pulling it up quick. Incredibly fast. Someone four, who's, two, six. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, someone four, who's, two, who's six, that four. tall should not be moving that Sheesh. fast. Yes. Um, he moving, moving. Is, <laughs> yeah. Ultra physical, long arms. Like <clears throat> he, he just athletic freak. He had 34 inch arms, which was longer than Sauce Gardner's. And we were drooling about the long arms there too. So, um, I just think the, the untapped potential for Tariq Woolen is insane. And you talk about like, okay, why, why would you waste a second round pick on the, um, potential for bust for Tariq Woolen? Well, it's like, okay, worst case scenario, you have a guy who runs a four, two, six, he's your gunner on special teams. He plays, plays kickoff, all that stuff. There could be a lot worse busts that don't play on special teams too. So that, that's, right. I love his, his ability to be able to impact the game right away, even if it's not at the corner position where it's like, Hey, as Vikings fans know last year, we didn't have a lot of rookie production. So um, I, I just think his ability to become more than what you saw on film, which I thought his film was actually really good too, um, makes him our mile man. Yeah, and being new to the position, I think, is a plus. When, when you're still figuring things out, it, it's easy for coaches to be like, all right, we can coach him to how we want to do it, and he's still learning the position. So I think that's also a plus for him. All right. Well, that leads us to our safety position, and I have Jalen Petrie. Uh, he, so he is uh, the safety from Baylor. Um, so a thing with him t- is that he started out as a linebacker. Um, I actually under Matt rule, and then he transitioned to like the star, which they kind of had as a hybrid safety role. Um, and he actually led the big 12 in tackles for last force fumbles versatile can blitz very effectively, which comes with his experience with being a linebacker. Um, and with that versatility he had 451 special team snaps. And so that's something that a lot of teams have covet with being able to help plug some holes in the special teams um and can he, he can play through the hands of the receiver really well and he had no penalties and um, last year as a safety which i think is incredibly impressive um so that's why part some of the reasons why that jalen petrie was uh, our mile man here for the safety position one one thing <clears throat> i one thing about petrie was when you watch like film cutouts and it's like okay he he looks a little bit like jamal adams to me whereas like he's an in-the-box linebacker Yep. Obviously he can probably still play uh high ball safety, but like he likes to get into the nitty gritty and, yep. and make tackles and be on. And you could see the, the linebacker history that he had too. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move to um, some bold predictions before we take a break. So we each have what, two or three bold predictions. Um, who wants to get us started with their bold predictions? 
I'll start since I we didn't really talk much about uh, Debo Samuel. So my bold take is that Traylon Burks is a San Francisco 49er. And so essentially what happens or one of the ways that this happens is essentially Kansas City trades for Debo Samuel. They get Debo Samuel and then the 49ers package a pick to get up to the low 20s to get Traylon Burks. Or they just uh, go get 22. <laughs> Who goes and gets 22? The Niners. Who's that? No, I heard. Backer? I heard. I heard that they didn't want to pick 22. Oh, that's okay. they were in for any other pick except for 22 and 28. All right, on the one to 10 spicy meter, what are we giving that? 10 being spicy hot, one being very much not spicy. I think I would say a, a six or a seven for me oh, because yeah. he called yeah, the exact team that does not have a first round pick where Traylon Burks is going. So I'd say, yeah, uh, I'm going to like an eight. Uh, I would just like to clarify. Are you yep. also calling that it will be? No, this year? no, no. Okay. I am saying Traylon Burks is a San Francisco 49er is the bold take. I'm just simply saying a way that that could happen. Yep. Yep. I'm, that's what I thought, but I just, that would be even spicier. So that's what it I would saying. be. I don't want, no, I'm not, I'm not a big spicy guy. Okay. <laughs> so before we move on, cause I think that might be our only Debo Samuel take. Do we uh, – so like you said, Jeremy, pick 22 for Debo. That's not enough, correct, for everybody? No, no. I, what, I don't know what is enough. I, like, I don't think the Jets pick at 10 is enough. Ooh. Uh, I think that might Did you hear the rumors? Did you hear the rumors that the Jets offered pick 10 for DK and they said no? I did not. That's interesting. That's interesting. I thought they were trying yeah. to push their two second rounders. <laughs> For Debo, for DK. Oh, I saw one that they offered ten, which might not—it might not be true. Maybe, maybe um, if you're Seattle, do you do that at this stage in your no rebuild? Debo or uh, DK so young, you can—he's still—he can still be part of your. It's very I true. I would have, I would have like strongly considered that pick ten. Yeah, for DK. And if you're a Jets fan, you feel good about that too, because oh, you're think ecstatic DK's about that. Better than. Any oh yeah, you could take at ten, in my opinion. Well, you, and you, you're finding out right away what you, what you're getting with Zach Wilson. You have DK, yeah. Elijah Moore. Like, yeah, yeah you're gonna find I agree. out. Somebody else give us a bold take. We'll give you the spicy meter after. I'll jump in. I don't know if this is that's. I don't think this is quite as, as spicy, but uh, I have Brees Hall going to the Buffalo Bills in the first round. That's kind of been a thing that has been mocked. Not necessarily that spot, but uh, running back going to the Bills at some point because that's kind of. One of their big weaknesses and of an otherwise really good team, I think they're maybe the Super Bowl favorites this upcoming year. Otherwise, they're very much in the discussion. Um, so what's the what are we giving yeah. one out of ten spicy meter? Three, one. two. In the first round? <laughs> I I think it's I think it's gonna happen. If there's a team <laughs> if there if there's a team that does it, it's Buffalo. It's the Bills, in it's my opinion. Tough. I think I'd probably give it a three. I am. I feel good about the three. I'll, I'll this, switch it to a two. Switch it to a two. So is this yeah. like honey barbecue? <laughs> like this isn't even. Dang, that's honey barbecue. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty about that. Well, hold on, this is not a sponsor, but if so, we can work something out if need be. We can <laughs> get on the pod, <laughs> Jeremy, uh, give us a bold prediction. So I've got uh, Sam Howell will be a first round pick. That's so oh, should have started with that one. Day. Would you Would you like to add a team to that? To increase your spiciness 
Detroit Lions. That, that is the name I was going to say. Because that was my other bold take. I would. <laughs> I so would we'll say a f- six is what I would say on the the meter. Seven for Jeremy's, five for Josh because he's second. It's like the dunk contest. If you do the same dunk, you go down. Yeah, that's a good point. I could not have been like honestly could not. That's have such a up. great comparison. That is, that is. That's true. That's that, a great that comparison. Almost the exact same thing. That is great. Brady, that's really good. Okay, my first bold one, and I would be surprised if this is higher than a two. I'm going to start start small, like like the dunk contest. We can keep going there. You got to start with your easy ones. Yep. Get your get your feet wet. Um, Charles Cross, the first offensive tackle drafted, and I'll say at five to the Giants. Oh, I think that's a little spicier than you think it is. Let's two. give it a six. Two. Oh, I think that's like it's not that spicy. Ten- Tennessee hot bar- Buffalo, maybe. I think it's six. Jeremy, what do you think? I, I I am more on the that that could happen, and it is it's bold, but it's I'm I definitely I'm, not grabbing a glass of milk after that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna split the difference, and I'm gonna say four. And what gets me to four is you're saying five at five, and that he's OT one. Yeah, you're right. The more specific you are, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. But I do I it will not shock me at all if he's a giant. I. No, I agree. It, the more surprising thing is OT one. So, so here's why. Let's let's outline it. Who is the New York Giants coach? Brian Dable. I was going to say if, it was. I was what, what if, in was. in Buffalo, what did they do a lot? They threw the football a ton. Who is the best pass protecting offensive lineman in this class? It is Charles Cross. Evan Neal. It's not a venue. Well, anyway, did someone explain to me and Bradley, you probably you'll be at like probably right behind me on this, but like, why was that a knock on him at first? Uh, Charles I, Cross. Yeah. When the league is, that is what the league is though. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's literally all Mike Leach's offense did. And the thing is, you don't know how good of a run blocker he is because he was in Mike Leach's system. They don't run the football. Yeah. So you just don't to know. Do you can't, I can't knock it. a prospect. For something when he wasn't asked to do it, it's yeah. like say, like honestly, it's like okay, Jonathan Taylor's not good at catching the football. You don't know because he sat in the single back in Wisconsin and ran the football every single time. You just don't know that. I would say he's um, been just five. Yes, yeah, agreed. he's been doing okay. All right, we'll take number two. The first eight picks on Thursday are all defensive players. Oh, that's a nine. Now we're getting somewhere. That's an absolute nine. Oh, that's like habanero. Here's a world where that happens. Hutch goes one or Walker goes one. The other one goes two. KT goes three. Sauce goes four. Kyle Hamilton goes five. Stingley goes six. Jermaine Johnson, seven. And then Jordan Davis, eight. I think the only thing that would trip that up is just the tackles because those they're gonna oh, go yeah early, i totally agree early that's, and often like that's I the agree. only position i really am concerned about that take i agree but pick five was the one that made it spicy for me hamilton Kyle hamilton yeah dude that's a, that's an eight to the giants though they got rid of logan ryan they need somebody in the back end bad yeah i just i um, think they're they're going in the trenches in my opinion for their one of their first two picks i could see it yeah i'll yeah i'm gonna say an eight no way shape or form am i putting money no this, no no no, but no, no, I, no i'm no. saying Bold wise, I think it could happen. I got a, I got another one too. Whenever I got one, of please the- go no, ahead. No time like the present. Please, we got four safeties in the first round that will be taken. 
I would be interested to know who your fourth one is. Seam. Who's, Who's your third, third one? Third. Jackson Hill. Petrie. Who's your second Two. one? Oh, Petrie. <laughs> okay. We, we were, I think we were, us three were all on the same page there. I wrote him down. I wrote him down in a different order. Three. So I was like, wait, I'm just going to keep going until you. I would, I would say that's like a seven. Set, four safeties is a lot for a Petrie position. In the that's, first round is and I quote, not a value position. Yeah, I would say seven or an eight. Jay Bex, what say you? Seven. I'm with <laughs> it. Jeremy, give us your last bold prediction. You guys aren't going to like it. I had to throw in a Packer take. Yeah, yeah, uh, you do it. Dumb. They trade Aaron Rodgers. After quarterback. And after Friday night, Alec Pierce will be a Green Bay Packer. I don't think that's very bold at all. I think it's a he, seemed, he actually seems like a yeah, he seems like a – well, given that it's a, a day two pick, I'll say it's like a six because a lot needs to happen for him. I'm going to say a five. Line up, yeah. Because I suppose that's a specific team. I, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I was going to say they aren't going to take a wide receiver in the first round, but I don't want it to come to they, they <laughs> that, that would have lowered it down to a three for boldness. <laughs> if they don't there, take a There is eight. There, I'm, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Into your offensive line and edge, they could draft. It's not going to surprise me one bit. They've had a lot of success drafting defensive golfers. It's going to happen. I hope not. Um, so my last bold prediction. Yeah, we know. We, we knew the play. I just wanted to connect the dots in case <laughs> yes. everyone is in the dark. Can you name me one of those defensive golfers? Devontae uh, Campbell. Yeah, yeah, Campbell. Didn't draft. That's tough. Kamal Martin. <laughs> Stud draft. <laughs> Stud. My bold prediction, my final bold prediction. I'm hoping we get a high score here. Uh, five quarterbacks taken in the first round. I'm going to give you Nailed. places for, for them all. Malik Willis oh. at two to Detroit. Ten. Kenny Pickett, six at, or at six to Carolina. Desmond Ritter at 12 to Pittsburgh. Matt Carell at 19 to the Saints. And Sam Howell at 32 to the Falcons. Oh, trading back tough. in. That's a yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you factor in all, all the of trades. what needs to happen, like that's that's a 10. That's 10. Well, okay, how about let's okay, it's obviously a 10. Kenny Smith is over, baby. <laughs> okay, so in a so let's make that a little bit more nuanced then. So how about not the specific spots, but just five quarterbacks in the first round? What would that I think, take I think that's be? still like a seven. So, yes. Uh, so we all say 10, obviously, for, for Brady. Yes. Now I would like Brady to give me one out of 10, the likelihood that he actually believes that that's going to happen. Negative five. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I think that there's a good chance that five quarterbacks go in the first round because if for some like if Willis and Pickett go in top in the top 10, the draft is going to get real, real interesting starting outside the top 10. Because yeah, so and I don't know if you guys saw the whole Rick Spielman talking about Malik Willis, like basically I did. talking him up. Did you see? He looked like he was like in like a so many boxes behind him, like so weird. Packing up his stuff, probably. For I guess. Um, yes. Let's not forget where his brother is right now. His brother's an executive vice president for the Detroit Lions, so they could have similar thoughts. I picked two on Malik Willis. Hey, crazier things have happened. Yep. It it makes so much sense. If you are at all thinking about drafting one and, and you would assume that a lot of those teams are, you know, in the first 10 picks of the second round. So it's not like it's going to take 
a ridiculous amount to move up, you know, yeah. to 31, 32. Like it makes all the sense in the world to try to try to do that to get that other year. Yeah, agreed. I totally any agree. other any other bull predictions or we're gonna take a break. Bradley, I know you have a couple others, so just throw them out there. We'll give you one through ten. Jordan Davis, top seven pick. Eight. Six. Beat reporters love them for their respective teams. Seven. And then my last one's Baker Mayfield, the Panther, by the end of day two. Five. Three. I think he goes for a day three pick. Well, uh, yeah, but I'm, it happens on day two is what I'm saying. Right. Yep. I have, I have one more. The, the top give it, give is, a one through 10, give a one through 10 first. Oh, I said three. Okay. The top 10 is set in stone. There will be no trades. I think that's a 10. I would be what? shocked. I'd be shocked if there's no trades. I think between the giants and the jets there, someone is, they're going to be willing to push back whether that's gain of first next year or acquire both of Kansas city's first round picks this year, they'll do something to increase their ammo. In a that class that would, would you argue that's relatively weak overall? I personally don't really see the weakness, but like when you listen to everybody else talk, when you listen to GM say like, hey, we don't even have 32 first round grades or it's a wild card coming out, like clearly the league wide, they think it's a weaker class. Yeah, I could definitely see um, somebody like, and I don't want to say panicking, but being so convinced that they don't want to pick there that they you know take less than what you like otherwise you would in a normal year i think we were talking about this off air like we talked about like a, a first third and a fourth could get the vikings to move up from 12 to 6 in a normal year that's just not the case you're gonna have to give up something more than that so i think that's a really good point it's a really good transition we're gonna take a break we're coming back doing our final mock draft we'll be back Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. It's mock draft time. It's our final mock draft, 2v2, me and Jeremy versus Bradley and Josh. Jeremy and I have the odds, Bradley and Josh have the evens. Let's get started with the first pick. Brady, you can do the NFL. I feel hey, Josh, Trevon Walker's I, going first. We should. I, I was going to say, I feel like it, was that a was that a, a bad a bad decision of you? Um, do you really believe that? I do. I think Trevon Walker is the first one, but we will go Aiden Hutchinson because I feel like that's the popular pick. Because let's we got to clarify, we are doing what we think teams will do. Yes, this is and not we are, what we would do. Because none of you guys are tra- taking tra- Trayvon Walker first, are you? Absolutely not. No, no. I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau one. I, I'm taking Sauce Gardner one. <laughs> Let's just go. How so many ones are you, you taking, more? Brady? So who are you guys taking? We'll, we'll take Aiden. Hutchinson. Yeah, we'll take Aiden. Okay. So we are the Detroit Lions. We are crushed that Aiden Hutchinson's gone because that's a slam pick. Josh, it's either going to be Walker or Thibodeau, in my opinion. And I think Walker is going to catch a lot of steam. Because they're not in win now mode. Josh is so sad that you did not say Walker Willis. <laughs> I'm with it. No, I, I I'm like, <sighs> let's go Walker. Let's test the process and see how it plays out. Jeremy, I have two, maybe three players that I'm thinking of here. 
KT, Sauce Gardner, or Kyle Hamilton? Where's your head at? I was between uh, KT and Kyle Hamilton. I kind of think Kyle Hamilton's the pick. I'm good with that. Okay. Houston Texans take Kyle Hamilton. Signed, sealed, delivered. And a team that has every single position as a need. Yes. All right, Bradley. So are we thinking edge or tackle? Because I think those are the two popular. The way uh, the way the board fell right here, I think I think we're thinking edge. So you think KT? Well, yes. If I was picking, it'd be Jermaine. It's not Jermaine Johnson. Get out of here. Let's go, KT. Welcome to the squad. Pick five, the New York Giants. Are we doing it, Pito? (laughs) We're not doing it. By doing it, you're talking about Charles Cross, correct? That is what. That's who we're talking about. I predictively, I I feel fairly confident about Evan Neal going there. Even over Icky. Hmm. Wow. It's not. I would be shocked if it's Icky here. It's either Cross or Evan Neal. They're, they're looking to play, fill the right tackle. My gut tells me Charles Cross, but we're, we're going to do it. We'll do it. We'll do right, Charles let's Cross. Do let's, for, for the sake of the, the exercise. So let's just really quick review the first five. Then it was Aiden Hutchinson, one to the Jaguars, Trayvon Walker, um, two to the Lions, Kyle Hamilton, three to the Texans, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, four to the Jets, and Charles Cross, five to the Giants. Josh, do it. Go, do it. Go, go ahead and say a player, and then I'm going to fight for the player that I think is is the best possible. Don't fight for Icky. It's a so quarterback. For, I think predictively, I – is it Pickett? It's not Pickett. Who is it? It's, it's Pickett. Icky. No, if, it's not. If Ike McQuanu is here at six, I think they're sprinting to the podium. I think they understand that if you get a very good player to beef up your offensive line, whoever you have playing quarterback, that – accelerates whatever kind of weaknesses they have. But I okay. is, no let's no, go with you, you would you like to go pick it because no I I'm gonna I don't sign know. your name on it if we I don't do think they it. are close <laughs> enough. I don't think they're close enough to like maybe go that route first. I think they might wait one more year and then go quarterback. So let's go Icky for the for the process. Jeremy, Icky's gonna go name. protect Baker Mayfield. Jeremy, we know where this pick is going. You can, you can, Correct. You can pick it, Brady. The slide stops. The best player in this draft gets drafted. Ahmad Sauce Gardner is going to the New York Giants. That's a heck of a 5-7 for the Giants. So now we're at 8 with the Falcons. And this is, I think, one of the first spots where I think a receiver makes a lot of sense. Not necessarily for us right now, but I think this Every is Every position the, makes sense. That's a <laughs> so true. true. That's Absolutely a true, point. though. So outside I think, of tight end, outside of so, tight end. So if I'm reading, if I'm reading Bradley's mind, I think he's screaming Jermaine Johnson right now. I, I would like to, and just for the sake of the exercise, I would say if I was in the Falcons front office right now, I'm absolutely entertaining picking up 16 and 19 and trading back because the Saints are going to want to come up and get Evan Neal. But no we obviously, I, I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> Thanks, Brady. <laughs> For me, it's either Stingley or Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson's my third or fourth overall player in this class, so I'm okay going Jermaine Johnson. Let's do do Jermaine Johnson then. Okay. 
we are sprinting to the podium, right, Jeremy? Evan Neal. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Unbelievable value. Yep. Definitely. Best tackle in the class. So now we're on the clock <laughs> with the Jets. <laughs> they they went with Kayvon Thibodeau to start with. And so there's really, in my opinion, there's two plays. They say, you know what, we need a corner to kind of just continue to beef up that defense. Or they say, you know what, we need to get Garrett Wilson. Sorry, not Garrett Wilson. They need to get Zach Wilson, uh, some sort of wide receiver to help him out. Obviously, Garrett Wilson's the name that I was just about to say. <laughs> I see I see a world where Drake London's their pick, and I know that I've heard rumors about Drake London being their guy. I think – I do think Garrett Wilson being my – I think if you were to take a – Pay, uh, ask all 32 GMs. I think Garrett Wilson would be the most popular wide receiver one in the class. We are only asking one GM, and that is the I GM do of believe the New York that. Jets. <laughs> Fair point. We're going to be teammates. I need that attitude to. Okay, then I, my in. vote is Drake London. Drake London is. I would personally pick Garrett Wilson, but I think the Jets want Drake London because they have Jeremy, a gadget guy in Elijah Jeremy, let me, already. Okay, move on. They're off the clock. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, I, I just want to let you know where my head is at for the Washington Commanders. Derek Stingley Jr. is the pick that I want to make for a couple of reasons. One, corners in need. And two, I want to see what the heck these guys are going to do at pick 12 for the Vikings if Derek Stingley's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you being honest about that. Honest. I hate it. You're my, not. Yeah, I my two it. guys were. Uh, um, Derek Stingley and then Garrett Wilson. Those were my two as well. Oops, I accidentally slipped and picked Garrett Wilson. Sorry. Yeah, let's. Derek Stingley went to the Commanders. It's a good pick for them. Josh, go ahead and throw out a player. I have a player that I would draft here if I was Quasi Adolfo Mensa. If you say Malik cool. Willis, time out. If you say Malik Willis, just please hop off the pod. Yeah, I will be doing this solo from now on. So I would think this is pretty close to worst case scenario for the Vikings if it plays out this way. Very much so. Um, and so this is an interesting exercise in like, okay, in this, I think this is the part of this scenario where we would entertain a receiver. So I think the first name that came to mind is Garrett Wilson. Um, I would definitely want to trade back, but what say you, Bradley? My pick is Jordan Davis. And in a class that there's a lot of wild cards, when you draft Jordan Davis, you know what you're getting. You're going to get a guy that elevates your linebackers because he stuffs the run. He makes your defense better and really a unicorn when it comes to what he can provide for a team. They haven't seen somebody this big enter the class in a long time that has this skill set. Uh, for what it's worth, if you could trade back or pick Jordan Davis, would you pick? trade back? That, I completely agree. But um yeah, I guess that's a bigger position of need as well. Let's go, Jordan Davis. Breaking news, Quasi Adolfo Menso ran out of time in his first ever pick because they thought too long. You're going to be fine, buddy. <laughs> Our fan favorite, the Houston Texans. Where are we at with pick 13, Jeremy? Could I ask a question about the Vikings quick? Yes. If they, tra- if, if they ended up drafting a wide receiver there, is Thielen gone? No, no he can't, we can't get rid of him. No, okay. from, just, from his restructured deal, yeah. he's got to stay. Um. Okay. So, can someone please? Re- well, we drafted Kyle Hamilton. That was correct. Yep. Right? Yes. Yep. Kyle Hamilton was the pick. 
I think there's a couple different ways we could go. Edge is pretty bare, so I think we should stay away from there. I think McDuffie's okay here for them. Yeah, I think McDuffie's Big McDuffie okay. guy. The only other guy I think maybe they'd be considering is like a Trevor Penning. Also, do it. also a possibility. I think that's too high for Penning. I think so too. I mean, I'm not a McDuffie guy per se, but obviously this isn't me. Uh, I think that would probably be the pick at this point. The way with he's way a consensus the, corner three. Yeah, with the way the board has fallen, I, I mean, yep. Let's go. Let's go with it. Boy, that's tough. That's that was going to be my nomination for the Ravens at fourteen. Is this then the uh, the spot? So we're at the Ravens at fourteen here. I think we're starting to maybe entertain an interior offensive lineman for me. Maybe not to pull the trigger, but I think that this is when I would start to consider that. Yeah, I mean it makes because I think of the sense. value. I don't think the value at edge is there. I don't think the value for tackles there or corner. So could you pull up the interior offensive lineman, please? I certainly can. So. Of the Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, Tyler Linderbaum, who of those three, who would you go here? Schematically, I'd go Kenyon Green. Okay. But I don't think that they would do that. I think they would go position flexibility and say Zion Johnson. That would be my vote for this. What uh, Who would you want to draft here for the Ravens? I would probably entertain a wide receiver. Interesting. Really? I mean, there's been Fifth, one that's three. went in the top 13. We I have don't three first round picks in their wide receiver room. Yep. Hollywood I mean, they can't get anyone to play. sign there because they know they're that's just they're not the priority. Let's, let's go with Zion and the Eagles feel really good going into pick 15. My goodness. This is a dr- pretty dream scenario for the it's just what happens when you have better GMs drafting in the odd positions. Get good get good players. So oh, um, okay. Devin Lloyd. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you like between Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams for the Eagles? <laughs> Assuming those were the two that you were thinking about as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I I think there's an argument for both to be made in their offense. I totally agree. I think Jameson Williams. I that's where I lean because I just think you know you put put together teammates back together. Um, I think Garrett Wilson's. A little bit more similar to Devonta Smith. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, give give him something else. Like give, um, give him a deep threat to pair with Devonta Smith. So you get you get your deep threat, and now Jalen Rager <laughs> is <guy>. cut. There's <laughs> no more. pick us in. This will make Jalen Rager blossom. I guarantee that. Believe that. <laughs> year three huh. is his year. Josh, I, I know we don't have control of pick 19 with what our our, our co-host would do. Um, but I think right now with knowing that there's no trades, we go with a receiver. So if that's the case, then I'm feeling Garrett Wilson, uh, for Ohio state. And I feel great about that for the, I would disagree. I would go with Chris Olave as far as oh, because Wilson being too similar to, no, I think that Olave and Michael Thomas are a very, very good mix and match what they do. Well, Let's be honest, Garrett Wilson does everything pretty well, whereas Olave is a, a deep threat, takes the top off the defense, can do intermediate routes as well, but Michael Thomas lives in the short routes. 
and Jameis Williams needs somebody that's going to take the top off because that's how he plays. Can I? Did he? Wait, 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 did he say Jameis Williams? Jameis Winston. My bad. I think I did say Jameis Williams. <laughs> he did. So <laughs> tough. Usually Bradley's like check the tape. I don't think so. Check. The no, tape. I'm going to concede on that one. <laughs> can I can I get your thoughts on Malik Willis here uh, for the Saints? And I'm just going to go back to what I said earlier. I don't see without a trade. I don't see the Chargers taking a quarterback, and I don't see the Eagles taking a quarterback. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's why I'm saying that. Yep, my bad. Yep, that makes sense. Cool. Let's pull the trigger then. I oh. you've convinced me on Olave. I'm really happy that our GMs at 16 could help us out, Jeremy, because I would have been mad if Garrett Wilson would have went at 16 instead of Chris Olave. What are you thinking at 17 for the Chargers? I mean, obviously you can look at offensive tackle here. I, I like penning here. That's play, right, play, play right tackle right away. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Brad, Bradley's counting his lucky stars right now that he doesn't have to pull the trigger on penning. Wouldn't. <laughs> he fall into the second round. Josh, what are you thinking on the Eagles? I'm entertaining Elam. Um, I know that's not – that may be a, t- a touch early. Um, either – man, because they already took a receiver and – man, I would entertain maybe Ojabo or Karloftis. Or- Karloftis, I think, is the pick. They I like mean- physicality. <laughs> up front and they like to build up front as well. So the fact that they went receiver means I think they're going to want to go to the trenches. Let's I really it. had to hold back by laughter because I knew exactly what Bradley was thinking. <laughs> we can, we all have the pleasure of seeing our, our big board here. And as soon as Josh starts talking about cornerback, Bradley just brings up the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to. Josh, are you okay with Karloftis or would you like to, I'm out okay entertaining a corner. No, that's one of voice or not. Uh, Carl Laftis is the pick. Send it in. Carl Laftis, he's laughing. Carl Laftis. <laughs> Jeremy, this is, I'm going to pound the table for Malik Willis here at, at 19. There's not an offensive tackle there. They get their quarterback that they possibly could have traded up for, and then they steal him from Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, I I, I think that it's the right pick. And I and to be honest, I, I think there's some similarities there between – Winston and, and Malik Willis. I agree. Yep. I agree. So you, in part of the thought process was you get Chris Olave because Jameis Winston loves to throw the deep ball. Malik Will, Willis has a cannon. Of it's an a arm great as well. fit. And, and at the end of the day, like, you know, some people might say, well, why don't you just get your guy? And then you don't have to worry about somebody popping in a trading there. But at the end, of, like at the end of the day, obviously, if you're not set on taking Willis there, that means you're going to be okay that you have other guys on your board there to fill that spot at 19 if somebody were to do that. Because I do think there are other players there that we could have talked about as, as helping as helping their team. But I agree. obviously Malik Willis being on the board is is probably the best selection. There's a slam dunk pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, but that's okay. Do you consider Ritter here? I, I consider Ritter here. I also consider Garrett Wilson. Really? He just lost Juju. Claypool is up and down, and Deontay's more of a, a slot receiver. Hmm. I'm okay going Ritter, though. I think I would lean Ritter. I feel like they – I feel better about their uh, wide receiver room than I certainly do their quarterback room. But you have to have a, a call with William Belichick to make sure Garrett Wilson doesn't go to 22. Oh, he's but... not getting to 22. 
Because I know Jeremy's got some bias in there that he wants him to get to 22. <sighs> There's not a... But let's be honest, if, if, if Garrett Wilson's at 21, I think Bill Belichick's probably going to slam dunk this one. When I think if... Devin Lloyd. <laughs> I think if... I think if uh, Garrett Wilson gets to 18, 19, or 20, Green Bay's going to start making yeah. calls and yeah. jump in front of New England. But my vote would be Garrett Wilson here. You'd easily uh, be yeah, the best yeah, receiver. <laughs> Make the pick. I don't want to hear what Jeremy has to say. <laughs> okay, Josh, we are on the clock with the Green Kenny, Bay Packers. Pick it. <laughs> what, what are you thinking here, Josh? Can you pull the receivers? I most certainly can. So just to name a couple names that are just on top here at uh, the draft network. So we're looking at Burks, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore. I don't, I think I don't have vindiction enough to be able to pull the trigger on 22 with any of those guys. I think I could wait until 28 to see who's available. What do you, what say you on that, Bradley? Uh, I'm more in the George Pickens realm for green bay packers i think he fits a lot what they want to do and he's a very good blocker and they no doubt are are a run first team or a run heavy team that needs wide receivers that can block what about Devontae wyatt not a bad pick does that move the needle for you at all uh you can say no you have the ability to say no i do i do have the ability to just passively said no no it's fine my my vote is either Boye Mafe or David Ajabo here. We talked about Gophers going to the Packers uh, uh, earlier, so but I don't know if I don't know if that was on air or not, but we were talking about that. Uh, let's do Boye Mafe then. Let's let's uh, keep that tradition going. Becker, your thoughts? He fits what they would want, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, I w- I would be fine with that pick. Ooh. I definitely wouldn't be upset. Um, because I I do think that's a very realistic possibility at 22 um great number i think i don't know i think i'd probably prefer like maybe daxton hill i love um, dax hill but that's just i'm glad you didn't go wide receiver there because i don't think i don't love the value um with who was available at that point but no one else wants to hear what i want to say about the Packers. so let's <laughs> i'm also glad true. you agreed i'm glad yeah. you agreed <laughs> Uh, what are you thinking, Brady? Can you can you please pull up the cornerback position because that is easily uh, there. Bradley, you can lead. just click on Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> We're doing predictively, so I will hold off on my affection for Kyrie Elam. I would say Andrew Booth or Kyler Gordon here. Or do you think Elam is actually a possibility? I don't know. I I think I think Booth I think is we're higher pick. than what yeah. you said. I think Booth's the pick. I that that's where I would lean. I just think we're we're a lot higher on Elam. Agreed. Most. So I think this is a spot where we could see safety two come off the board, um, or maybe a Jabo. My vote would be Daxon Hill. Uh, when you look at their pick last year, they picked Micah Parsons. Likes to do a little bit from the first and second level. Dax is the same way with the second and third level. They love versatility uh, on their defense. Get her done. That would be such a good pick. All right, so this Let's is do it. Result. Do it. Just kidding. Do it. Do it. I don't know. <laughs> Their team is so good. Like I feel like they... Brady's thing. I I didn't even think Brady was going to be considering that, but he absolutely was. Oh, absolutely. They also could use corner help. Yes. 
interior defensive line. I'm you guys are tilting right now. Yeah, I don't know. So I will I, say I'll give you I'll give you thinking, um Kyrie Elam or Travis Jones. I don't think they take Devontae Wyatt. Uh, they, no, they might take Devontae Wyatt. I'm just glad you're not overthinking it, Bill. Let's, let's do Devontae Wyatt. So they have – who are their – I'm good with Wyatt. Daquan Jones, and he would go right next to Ed Oliver. I'm in, I'm in with that. <laughs> what do you think about Traylon Burks here? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Kind of like their mold. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. Or what about, I don't know, linebacker? I think linebacker is too easy of a pick for them. You know what I mean? Like everybody says linebacker for them. I, th- I think when you look at the positional value, I think Traylon Burks is more of a value for them. They feel okay. pretty good about it. Okay. Although this is not real life because he will be going to the 49ers. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Pick Tampa Bay. I like Kenyon Green here. I wow, you read my mind. This is just mean. great GMs. That's what it is. You come in and start left left guard for him right yep. away. Yep. All right, we're back on the clock with the Packers. Got to be, be a receiver. I feel doesn't doesn't have to be. Doesn't have And the Packers have traded twenty eight and a fourth for Terry McLaurin. <laughs> no way. A fourth. I I think my vote would be Dotson. Okay. Um what, I'm gonna what, pa- what, I'm gonna pound the table for a player that I, I just it kind of seems like their MO at this point, and that's Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, great. Let's that go Jamar Dotson. I thought you were gonna be serious too. Oh no, nah, nah, we're picking for the Packers. Can't be too serious. Jeremy, here's where my head's at, and I just don't want our fellow co-hosts to screw up the Kansas city picks. So I would like to go with David Ajabo here. No. Is that who you're going to pick? No, I got it. It's fine. If you guys pick David, Ajabo, it's fine. Were you going to pick Logan Hall? Yes. Yes. Oh, we are picking a Jabba then. <laughs> we Logan Hall is not a first round pick. What are you thinking, Jeremy? Apparently he made the decision. Bradley, can, you you back back? can you go back to the all? I just yes, I can. BPA, it's BPA season. The one other name I do, I I do like Ajabo. The one other name that I would consider, and I'd like to hear your thoughts, would be Lewis Seen. They've been t- they've been talking about uh, safety there. I've seen you. I just think from an impact standpoint, a Jabo in the playoffs is going to be yeah. they can afford deadly. To yes. To. Yep. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Josh has been the Jabo? longest. Yeah, we are. Josh has yeah. been the longest one picking, and he's making fun of us for waiting one time. Yeah, because what comes around goes around. Um, you think it's locked and loaded receiver here for Kansas City? No, I, I most certainly don't. But I, I think just kind of <laughs> where they're at. <laughs> Um, it's either the receiver. That's why I said that corner or wide receiver. They lost ward. So I think they do need to replace that. But I also think 
they can get receiver later, especially with what they like in receivers. So my my personal opinion would be Kyir Elam. I agree. Okay. I think, I think that hurts really us. Good. Yeah, that hurts us now for the my vote is uh Tyler Lindebaum. Pretty does have not him, like that. Have him play guard. <laughs> yeah, I think you yeah, I think you can move him around. I mean okay. I, I know they probably make- have I don't know. He's a first round. He's a first round talent. You you can argue that they've pro- they've done enough to not have to go there, but the corner class is so dry right now for all the corners that went off in this the, draft. I just said his name, but the only other name I would consider would be Lucine. Nope, they have too much money tied up in the back end. Let's let's do Linderbaum. You just draw. I was drawing a blank on his name. Sorry. You're a big Linderbaum guy. <laughs> Jesse Bates and Lewis scene would be a nice, nice pair. Josh, we're going Kenny Pickett, right? 32? Yep. Okay. Sam Owl, mistake. <laughs> well, the odds won that one easily. It's a collective which effort. Not, which is not good because all of our teams have the evens. But <laughs> 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 with that being said, let's move to our one's got to go. So our one's got to go is a little interesting. Um, it's basically the number of players you think will be in the first round from these positions. So obviously the one that you think has the lowest amount of first round players, is going to be the one that's got to go. So it's safety quarterback, interior defensive line and interior offensive line, which one's got to go. I thought this was a good exercise and I kind of had to you know break it down a little bit for me. I think the one that's got to go is interior defensive line. Uh, I think Jordan Davis and Devontae White are the ones that have a relative shot. Now, outside of that, it's kind of a long shot. Travis Jones. Travis Jones. <laughs> Perry Our mile man. Our mile man. I don't. On the first, it does, mile man doesn't necessarily mean it's got to be. <laughs> I first. know. I, I'm giving you a hard time. I know. What What if there's a world where two safeties go, two quarterbacks go, two ideals go, and two IOLs go? Voltaic. Crazy. Spicy. <laughs> that would be very spicy. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I, like, honestly, I could see a world where a bunch of these tie. I, I'm going to say what pretty. So for my mock draft that we just tweeted out today, I had three quarterbacks, three interior defensive line, three interior offensive line and, and two safeties. Yeah. So safeties have to go for me. That's how close it was. Yeah. In my opinion, I, I still think Lewis somehow gets in the first round. I just don't know where. I'm going to say interior defensive line is the one that has to go for me. And I think that, like you've alluded to, people will question Devontae Wyatt's age, don't think it's correct. And if he does have off-the-field issues going on, he might slide into the second round. That'd be, that'd be so nuts. Not surprising, though. Jeremy, what about you? Mine was safety. Oh. I'm going to say interior offensive line. Really? You can see that too. It's this one's tough. This one, one's going the first round. Honestly, really hard. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what happens. We're just draft gassing day. Brady right now because he picked this one's gonna go. I love how yeah. you just said Linderbaum's outside of the first round, and you just took him no more than two minutes ago. Pick thirty-one. So I mean, it's pretty close. Fair, guys. Fair. This is gonna be fun. Draft week is always a good time. We're I gonna continue to post out. Wait our mock drafts. We're going to get a couple other mile men things come out there. So just kind of stay tuned on our Twitter uh, for things to be popping up. It's going to be 
lit. Thanks Absolutely. for joining this ride with us. <laughs> 100%. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you.